is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's your boy Kevin Jackson, host of the Launchpad Podcast, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Happy holidays. <laughs> Welcome back to the pad. I am your host, Kevin Jackson, a.k.a. Spotty Blackman, as you see right there at the bottom. I want to welcome you back to the show on uh, what obviously I think is probably one of the most, uh, I don't know, uh, frustrating victories that uh, that we've had in recent memory here. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for calling out. Y'all know this is a live call-in show. Uh, you can reach us at 201-256-1799. Uh, before we get it popping, I have to. Do my due diligence and bring in my boy, the super producer, J.R. Brower, my guy. Welcome What's back. What's going on? How you feeling? What's going on? Not too bad, man. I kind of feel uh, it's kind of like lopsided for me. I feel great with the victory, but I also feel a little uh, down with these uh, many injuries we had with two key players, two pro bowlers yeah. I thought would be this year, too. Yeah, actually, uh, my prediction of offensive and defensive rookie of the year kind of went up in a little bit of a smoke there. Yes. Uh, but with that being said, I'm a man of faith. I'm going to throw up a couple of pairs for Brees and hope that uh, everything works out well for him going forward with his recovery. Yes. And that uh, as we come back into next season, he and Elijah Veritek, I'm going to throw them both up. Uh, we'll hope that they'll be able to come back uh, at full strength and ready to go for next season. So uh, really disappointing news, obviously. But uh, with that also, um, you know, I think what kind of rounds out to be, I guess, maybe a still impressive victory uh, with 16-9 over one of the, the toughest uh, defensive teams in the league in the Denver Broncos. Um, look, it's a hard-fought victory. Yeah, and before Brees went out, I think he actually won the game for us with that 62-yard uh, uh, touchdown. Um, yeah. I mean, really difficult. I, you know, I had him on my fantasy, and I know that that's not as important, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it he still kind of showed up for me, and that – is even more of a reason why his, I think his impact is going to be missed as much as it as as it actually is going to be. In the chat tonight, my guy, Guy Fisher, appreciate you, bruh. As always, thank you for joining us. Um, I, you guys know, if you already know, if you guys are in the comments, what have you, uh, hit us up and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll respond and we'll kind of chit-chat, we'll talk, we'll do all of those things. Um, we're going to kind of jump in just a little bit to some of the statistical breakdowns from the game and, uh, you know, some questions as to not only what happened during this particular game but what it is that we can expect going forward in the second half um look 16 to 9 um obviously a defensive battle the breakdown for that play on the touchdown from Brees hall was a really an impressive show of what teamwork actually can do um i think that gives us some little uh, a little bit of a positive kind of outlook on really what's possible going forward um and hopefully what it is that we'll have is the next man up 
uh, mentality and these guys that are going to step into these roles will, are going to be able to play at least at a level that will allow us to remain competitive. Uh, I believe uh, the new guy, Ogwe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Ogwe, um, is going to be stepping into the right tackle role that's going to be uh, vacated by Elijah Bear Tucker. Um, obviously, we still have Nate Herbig, who is doing a phenomenal job of, of manning that uh, right guard position, uh, still McGovern at the at the center. And uh, Lakin Tomlinson, who I'll be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed with and who still, um, even as a seasoned veteran that he is, still looks like he has a couple of lapses. Um, and then du uh, Dwayne Brown also, who, uh, you know, kind of had a stretch there during the game that really was was a little bit questionable um, with multiple penalties uh, and, and, and really at the most inopportune times. It's really difficult um, to watch it play out the way that it did. Um, you just to kind of just touch on the offensive line, man. Um, you think that we're going to be able to see any continuity or do you think we're going to have to make some moves at that position also going forward? Oh man. Uh, I feel like if we might have to make some moves, I mean, they've been pretty solid though. I mean, for what we've, for what we've had, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, I don't know if that's breach just in the backfield making, making plays happen also as well. So mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to find out shortly, but um, as far as the penalties, yeah, I think that was our worst game with penalties this year as far man, as like, like mistakes, mental. Yeah. Man, like was it, 11, 12 penalties, even the, that egregious, uh, yes. you know, roughing the passer by uh, by Vinny. Yeah, One thing just, I will uh, say, it was super human. rough to watch, but we came out with a win again. So I mean, again, right? I don't, I don't want to. Don't do. We don't yeah, do I don't want to have. I don't want to have the tone like uh, you know it was a completely you know horrible outing because uh, look, we're, we're going to talk about the positives on the defense here in just a little bit, but. Um, it was really a difficult game, um, and, and it was yeah. at times it was hard to watch because, you know, we're, we're still jaded. You know, we're still a little scarred as Jets fans, and I think you know you look at some of that stuff and you guys think, man, this is this is the same old Jets. We're gonna give it away, but uh, to their, you know, I guess to the positive benefit, um, these guys are really learning how to grind out victories and they're learning how to win um, in situations where, you know, the last couple of seasons or, you know, going back to 2015, we would have given this thing away. So oh, yeah. listen, I'm, I want to take the positivity and the victory and uh, I don't want to be too down about how it is that we finished off with all the injuries. Um, but I do believe that we still have, uh, you know, some positives to look forward to look the defense. I don't know, man. It, it's really difficult right now to believe that we don't have maybe a top five defense in this league. Right. Um, and they are going to be what it is that we hang our hats on over the course of these next few games coming into a, a three great, a three game uh, stretch, excuse me, that uh, really is probably one of the most important that we'll have the entire season here, or at least um, going into the bye week and coming out of the bye week when we have to go uh, uh, back to New England to, to face them, you know, after a, after a break. Um, hopefully we'll have some influx of talent by then. And I, I've been kind of checking out the uh, the news here this after this past afternoon about uh, you know the possibility of Kareem Hunt actually being in the mix here I know that they've been talking about the Browns have been in talks of bringing that guy in um, a phenomenal I think replacement for Brees or at least fill in because I don't think you're going to replace a guy like that who um, you know very easily I think was I don't know the front runner for uh, offensive rookie of the year. You think, Jr. Is that out? Is that outlandish? Oh no, no, he was definitely uh, number one. Who knows the way he was going and picking up momentum? He could have been also player. Of the yeah, year. You look, know what I mean? who, who knows? Not, not even mad at that. Never know because he only had four carries that game for what seventy something yards. Uh, yeah, um, if I if the stats are correct here, four carries, seventy two yards, averaging eighteen. Yeah, I, four carries. I, 
Yeah, obviously that the big run, but uh, still, you know, uh, getting yards when th there really wasn't much because the offensive line was uh, was was struggling a little bit. So, um, look, we we have uh, we we have a guy, Michael Carter, who's going to step up to the plate, and uh, you know, I know Michael Carter struggled a little bit, thirteen carries for twenty nine yards, um, but you know, part of his versatility uh, allowed him to also, um, you know, lead the the team in receiving two receptions for forty five yards. So. I mean, it's not as if we're not going to get similar production from um, – it's not going to actually be, you know, on the level that, that Brees was actually uh, uh, capable of, of, of pro providing for us. But uh, Michael Carter, you know, was a guy coming out of last season who we really kind of expected was going to be, you know, quite possibly the number one back on this offense early in the season until Brees got ready. So maybe not too, too you know, difficult to, to see him stepping in up, up to the plate. Um, but most definitely, I, I don't think it's far-fetched to say it's it's a fairly noticeable drop-off in what what the expectation should be. Um, it's going to lead us into a situation where Matt Lafleur is going to have to show up and he's going to have to show out because being able to replace the type of production it is that we would have gotten from Brees um, is is I think it's really going to be difficult to 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 have that uh, just be just be done by one person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to say him. And, and as well as Zach Wilson's got to show up a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, that's just my opinion. I know he's not getting much time. The lines are banged up. I was talking to a few of the guys earlier this afternoon, and we're talking about the possible options for replacing Brees. And, you know, there are the names out there, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, uh, the kid Robinson, um, I want to say from Jacksonville. Um, all of those guys, you know, they bring a certain veteran, you know, kind of presence you know, outside of Robinson, who I think is a, is a much younger guy. But, um I, I think they bring enough to allow us to remain competitive in that position. Um, maybe obviously not as much as what it is that we would expect to get from number 20, but um, still enough for us to, to be able to, to do some of the things that we need to do in order to continue to protect our young quarterback. And we're going to get to uh, number two here uh, a little bit later in the show. Um, but just to kind of touch upon a couple of things. And uh, again, if you guys are in the chat, um, please throw your messages in. I like to see, like to communicate with you, see what it is that you think, how it is that we've, um, how it is that you feel about uh, coming out of this, if you just want to cry, um, like I wanted to, uh, you know, a little bit during the game. <laughs> right? And yeah, that, that's uh, – it, it is a little scary, I guess, uh, what it is that we expect we're going to see going forward. I don't know. Um, really hard, really hard call uh, to believe that we're going to be exactly the same, especially at 5-2 and two, where it really looked like our, our offensive identity was really running through, through Brees. Yeah. Um, and I'm on record as saying, I mean, we wanted to run the ball that I think has, has been, you know, the mainstay of, of how it is that I've described what our identity is going to be. It's going to have to change a little bit. And uh, we're going to have to see if, if Zach Wilson is actually for real um, going forward. And if Mike LaFleur is going to trust him enough to let him, uh, you know, kind of be that guy. Now, we've seen some some signs from Zach. Right. Uh, you know, the, the fourth quarter in, in the Pittsburgh game and, and, you know, even in spots and other games where he's looked like he's been a capable guy. Um, and just to, to kind of touch upon something that I recognized, at least in social media and Twitter and Facebook, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who are really killing Zach Wilson right now as if he hasn't played well um, in certain respects this season. No, he's not Tim Brody at this point in time. He's not, you know, obviously one of the lead uh, quarterbacks in the in the league. Um, but I think realistically, if you keep it in context, uh, this guy literally just played his 17th game um, in the NFL. And while that is what a complete season would be, you kind of don't want to 
see him as a rookie, but you have to recognize that he's really only had rookie reps at this point. I mean, he's been injured. Um, he's been out. Um, he's had an opportunity to watch Joe Flacco uh, run for his life behind a makeshift offensive line, and unfortunately he still has that same problem that he's going to be dealing with here. Let yeah, me sure ask you a question. So how long do we actually give him? You know what? That's difficult for me. Um, okay. But, well, let me say this. Um, I believe that I've seen enough from Zach to say that we shouldn't be ready to dump him so quickly. Um, but I do believe that if we at towards the end of this season coming up, right, um, we should actually have a much better idea about what this guy is capable of. Now, I, 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 I'm going to say this, and this may be an unpopular take, um, but I think it's a realistic one, right? Zach is not going to play his best football this season. It's just not going to happen. I agree. And, and most of the time, you know, you get young rookie quarterbacks who are coming maybe from a, a, a not as pro-ready program as what Zach did coming from BYU. And maybe it does take them a little longer to get the speed of the game down, to get their process time down. Um, and maybe not try to play hero ball as much because of the position that he was drafted in. Um, and I think that that is part of what it is that we're seeing in Zach right now. Yes, he has to play better. Guys, please don't jump down my, don't jump down my throat. Um, because I say that we kind of need to have patience, but I think um, as difficult as it is to ask for patience right now, I think that we kind of need to have at least a little bit more with Zach Wilson currently um, just because of where it is that he is coming from and maybe the difficulty in learning this offense and now to be hampered um, by the injury bug that is, you know, kind of plaguing the, the players around him. I think it's going to be difficult to say he's going to play his best ball in this situation. Um, but I do agree. He has to play better. I do believe Matt LaFleur is going to have to be better with what it is that he does in game planning and scheming uh, this guy into, you know, some, you know, maybe some quick hits. Uh, we want to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, and if that means, you know, giving him two quick reads and, and, uh, and, and having him throw the ball away a lot faster than what it is, I think that needs to be ingrained. It needs to be coached in. And, uh, you know, I, I've been very critical of Matt LaFleur up until this point because I don't believe that he's done that. I don't want to get too deep into, into the Elijah Moore aspect of, of this game in particular, even though his absence was very, very noticeable in what it is that we were doing. Um, I think it's difficult to say that what it is that he has done has not maybe hampered Zach a little bit. I mean, I mean, you think you think I'm off base with that as far as what, what Matt LaFleur has been doing, uh, Jerry? You think... Because I, I think that maybe Matt LaFleur is, is maybe doing things and, and, and maybe giving him, um, you know, game plans that are not necessarily what it is that he is going to be good at right now. I mean, that, that, that could be true. I haven't really looked at it that way before. I was actually looking at his stats the last three games. Just look it up. So he's actually got 400 passing yards in three games, 420 uh, and uh, one touchdown. But That's no hard. turnovers, no turnovers. So, I mean, that is a positive. But, yeah, yeah, I didn't really think about that. Who knows? Yeah. Do you feel like he's calling the right plays for Zach? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I I think, and, and just like I said, not to get too deep into the Elijah Moore thing, excuse me, but I think that Elijah Moore being out of position at this point in time is hampering how it is that Zach is able to process going through the offense. I know that Garrett Wilson is is the, the shining golden boy as of right now, um, but I think that Elijah Moore and his uh, experience in the slot, I think would, would give – Zach maybe some opportunities to catch that guy um, in open space and give him yards after the catch. And I think that also um, some of the, the, the 50, 50 balls and the goal routes that he wants to throw on the outside, I think uh, Garrett Wilson gives him a much better opportunity of, of, you know, completing more of those passes. So I think that in particular gives him a much 
uh, higher opportunity for success. Um, right. And I, I look, I, I'll be honest, when, when Elijah Moore comes back, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't play the majority of the snaps. No, um, exactly. I hope, he has a, I hope he has a huge game. Man. I, I really do. And hopefully it just wipes everything out. You know, he made a mistake. The yeah. fans, fans, you know, we're on him right now. I hope he has a huge game for us. And, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you know, no hard feelings. All right, let's get back at it. Yeah, look, I can imagine he's probably going to get some ribbing in, in the locker room. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in locker rooms. the fans coming out. The fans are going to be harder on him than I think the team will be. And I, yeah. I, you can just tell that by some of the – some of the the really foul stuff that's being said about the kid. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's I mean, a young kid. He's young, he makes mistakes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, ball, I get it. He's a dog. He wants to and be that. that. Dude, that dude, he fell for the bait from that one dude. What, you know Fact what I mean? from AJ, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, 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 and I'm sure he's looking up to AJ, and AJ, you know, actually just recently, you know, getting his own bag is probably, you know, giving him some advice that unfortunately isn't as relevant <laughs> to him right now, right? Um, AJ, AJ balled out, man. AJ was AJ was one of those guys that that commanded that type of money, and I don't think Elijah's put up the production uh, to be able to consider himself in that category just oh, yet. Yeah. So that so that's hard. Um, yeah, yeah, it's real hard. What I, what I don't want to do um, is, you know, kind of lose focus on the fact that Elijah Moore is a supremely talented young player, um, and I think that 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 kid he's going to have an opportunity to really kind of do some things going forward if. Um, we give them the opportunity to 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 be that guy, right? So, um, what what I what I want to kind of move to next, and and please excuse me, guys. I'm trying to get to where it is. I can I can actually see uh, the comments. I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm I'm, I'm not yeah, in which. I'm not seeing them either, really. I'm trying to figure out where, where we're at. Let me let me get back to a couple of things because I want to be able to see who it is. We got to see guys in, and uh, I can always count on guy to be here. Me, me and guy chop it up during the week. Really intelligent, passionate Jets fan. I'm thankful that he's here rocking with us. I hope to be able to garner an audience that is like him um, when it comes to their knowledge, understanding, and, uh, you know, actually just general passion about this team and about the game overall. So uh, I appreciate you being in the comments, my guy. Um, yes, I want to try to get some more folks in because I know that we've got some folks in. I can see a few watchers right now. Yeah. Um, again, give us a call, guys. If, if you haven't already, please share um the the link and uh you know tell your friends that what we're doing here and uh you know have them come in man we're gonna have some intelligent conversation and we're gonna have some impassioned conversation with a guy like myself who a jazz fan for over 40 years man so uh you know i'd like to think that uh you know i have a reasonable take about where it is that we're at um maybe some unpopular takes because i don't necessarily agree with all of the uh nonsense that the pundits say um, you know, just shout out to my guys at the Jets Lounge. Let me go ahead and give that that shout out while we're here. Look, Jets Lounge is one of the largest communities of Jets fans right now uh, in the social media sphere. Nice. Um, look, those guys do giveaways. Uh, they do uh, live chats. Look, I'll just keep it real. They actually stream games on the weekend. So if you're a part of the Jets Lounge community on Discord, you actually have access to a live stream of every single game, every single weekend. Um, those guys do giveaways on Twitter. If you haven't, if you don't already know who Sack Exchange is, you might want to follow that guy. Um, there's a whole list of them. I'll be honest with you. There's quite a few. Of Anthony Brack and uh, a, a few of the other guys. I'm thankful. Uh, Pat Dunn, who actually sent me this shirt, actually. So, um, really want to give those guys a shout out. They're doing their thing. Oh, Scott Kalispi, my man, uh, who I recently just found out is funny as hell. I really am thankful. That- <laughs> Excuse me. All right, uh, stop making excuses for Zach. It's sickening to keep hearing. Oh, it's only his 19th game. He's been around for a year and a half. He should be better than 120 yards a game. I agree to an extent. Zach has to be better. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that he does not. I will say 
um, that there are some extenuating circumstances and the kid really wasn't ready. He's not where we were hoping that he would be at this point, right? I don't want to act like the kid sucks because he has played some pretty decent ball so far this season in spots. I mean, we, we can't necessarily say that he didn't win a game for us, right? Because he did in that, that fourth quarter in, uh, in Pittsburgh uh, where he really showed out. I mean, he showed a lot of the moxie, showed a lot of the grit. He, say, he showed a lot of what it is that we would want in our franchise quarterback. Would it be um, bold to say that Sam Darnold will finish with better stats on the New York Jets than Zach Wilson before we get rid of him? And at this point in time, Robbie Jersey, um, who obviously is, is, is a super fan and, and one of my favorite guys um, within the sphere, He's not sold on Zach at all, and he doesn't necessarily feel like Zach, uh, you know, has shown any ability to be the guy at this point. I don't know if I'm ready to say. I don't know if I'm ready to say that just quite yet. I'm close, dude. I'm yeah, close. But, I'm, yeah. I, but he's my quarterback, so I'm riding yeah. with him. But I'm close. I don't. It's I ain't seen nothing really. I mean, I, 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 deep passes, okay. But that's. About I wrote it. for Sam hard too. I wrote for Sam hard because I kind of <laughs> wanted Sam to be the guy, but Sam let us down continuously. Guy Zach is, uh, yeah, Zach is really questionable right now. Like, he's not getting heavy reps in during practice. You know, I think he. I think uh, during practice, I think they're probably spending more time running the ball. I think that that's kind of the point to what it is that they said when they drafted him that they were going to you know, lift him up um, and not have him have to be the one that's doing the heavy lifting. And I think going into this next stretch of games, as I touched on earlier, he's going to have to be the guy that lifts us. And uh, is he ready, right? I mean, is he ready right now? I don't know. He's got to um, show up and be that number two pick, man. He's going to have to be. And at this point in time, like I said, he's he's shown some things, but I can't necessarily yeah. say that. And, he, uh, and like you said, he ain't got to do too much. But um, I see in the comments, Simon Baccarella, did they really trade for Robinson? If that's a fact, I am not mad at that. What What are the terms? Uh, the kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, James James Robinson is is that the uh, yeah. Jaguars back in the day? Uh, trading a six round pick to Jacksonville for James Robinson per source. Oh man, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. I kind of no. like that. Let's stay competitive. And that kid has been he's been beasting these past few weeks for Jacksonville. As much as I can say, I want to give a shout out to my man Ryan Gopin, who uh, we were t I was talking to earlier about our running back. Um, situation. Um, and I was thinking that, you know, the organization really likes Bam Knight. And I thought that, you know, if they didn't pull the trigger immediately, it was because maybe they like that guy. Um, but, uh, you know, thinking that that may just not have been enough. And I can see now um, that they didn't think that it was. And they brought in James Robinson. If, if this is correct, it says here, I mean, this is being uh, reported by Adam Schefter. So it's a pretty reliable you, source. You right? see that? I don't see nothing. Uh, six round pick that could become a fifth rounder yeah that was adam schefter i am not mad at that joe douglas shows that he's on the job and not only that he's not, not not only is he on the job right now but joe douglas is actually all in and trying to make sure that we remain competitive i wonder now before the trade deadline uh, does he feel like he needs to you know do something to bolster the offensive line i like this um i like this pickup uh, uh this is how I, jets fans feel right now you know, <laughs> look, I, 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 look i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> oh man look you know I, I i i'm seeing a couple things here jd's job on the line too after all this and they can't let five and two seasons slip away i agree with that sentiment um florencio my man th thanks for the confirmation my guy yes sir um, I'm, I, yo flo i mean what do you think man you think that was a good you think that was a good uh pick up i mean guy all of the, the the fellas that are in the uh in the chat right now let so us they, know how you, how you feel about this uh this robinson pickup guys so i guess they got no faith in ty being a backup I wouldn't. I don't have faith in that guy at all. And I mean, right. we, we kind of recognize what it is that, uh, you know, we, we got from him just this past game. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't enough. One carry for three yards. 
That's all um, they gave him? One reception for six yards. I mean, I, I think they gave him more. I think there were some penalties oh, okay. uh, that might have brought some stuff back. But, yeah, I mean, that guy's that. I, I don't want to say he's a scrub, but right. um, he's he's borderline scrub as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I, I look, I, I wouldn't be confident having that guy be, you know, one play away from being a starter. I think Robinson actually is a phenomenal compliment to what, what it is that we're going to do with Michael Carter. Draft pick. Was he hurt or was he playing this year or what? Actually, no. If I remember correctly, he just had a 100-yard game a little while ago. I mean, like, he's 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 been he's been playing well. Um, Give me okay. just a second. Let me let me take a look and see if I can if I can yeah. find this. Because <laughs> I'm just wondering, well, why don't you give him up for a six-round? Kind of cheap. No, man. Yeah, look. Um, Let me see. Rob, he's got three touchdowns man. for 340 yards with 81 attempts. He's averaging 4.2 yards, 34th in the NFL. Not even mad at that, and I mean, no, what is not he? Mad at that. Five foot nine, two hundred nineteen pounds. Look, that means he's a bowling ball. We'll take it. Yep, um, look, yep he look, is. A little, little bigger than Michael Carter, a little faster than Michael Carter, but still has some ability in the uh, in in the patch. Twenty four oh, years old. Twenty four. So. Oh man. So again, another hey. young guy that's going <laughs> yeah. to the mix. I'm not mad at that. All right. Uh, let's see. Jaguars send Jets to. Uh, Jaguars send James Robinson to running back Needy Jets. Let's see. The Jaguars get a late-round pick. It's a move that makes sense for both sides after Robinson played just 12 snaps in Week 7 and didn't register a touch while the Jets lost rookie sensation Brees Hall to a, a season-ending torn ACL. All right. Um, let's see. This move also – look, they're saying that he was uh, – you know, behind Travis Etienne, and I think Etienne is, uh, you know, I guess going to be considered their their main back. So, I mean, he's expendable, but I'm also a guy that can come in and fill in what it is that we need and not necessarily be a threat to what it is that we're going to want to do uh, with Brees Hall next season either, right? Well, check this out. They said the Jaguars are 1-5. and five. Their only win was week one when Robinson rushed for 100 yards with 17 touches. After that, he had 29, 27, 54, and 0. Yeah, and, and, and that's I think that might be what I remembered about him, that 100-yard game. Yeah, um, week but one. Be, yeah, but because I, I, don't, I don't give a fat baby's ass about Jacksonville <laughs> right now, I would never – I would never know exactly what it is that that guy's doing, but right, exactly. Um, look, the Jags. Uh, well, I guess we'll. You think we'll he can be ready for the Pats game? Uh, you know what? Like McCaffrey, McCaffrey it, got out there in a limited role. Yeah, yeah, in a yeah. Limited role, know, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I, if I remember correctly, though, I think uh, Robinson has a little bit of a knee issue right now. Also, I, I think oh, okay. I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing that pop up all over. Well, that's great. Uh, what it is that he's had, but uh, look, as long as he's as long as he's <laughs> going to be available, we'll just put it that way. Think Belichick is going to completely take away the run game this week? You're kidding yourself. No, I don't oh, believe. Yeah. No, I, I think that that actually is exactly what it is that he's going to try to do. Um, but I also believe that Bill Belichick is the type of guy that will have contingency plans for if we do decide to go back with the pass. I just hope that, again, Zach Wilson is going to be enough. Um, and, look, we're, we're coming up on the midway point of the show. Really good news with Robinson, and I do want to kind of get back to what it is that we're seeing with Zach Wilson. He's oh, a running yeah. black. All the plays are the same. Yeah, well, you know what? Look, I don't know, Scott. Um, I do think, <laughs> that, I, I think, I think that there's more to it than that, right? I think Matt LaFleur is still a young creative mind, hopefully, um, he can pull his head out of his ass enough um, to let Zach kind of do some cooking this weekend. Um, I know that Elijah's going to be back. I know uh, that we're probably going to see maybe a little bit more of, of Mims, who I think is, you know, maybe hopefully going to play his way into uh, that outside role, which is where he's more suited to be. Even if, even if it's just a couple of plays, man. Look, I'm not tell, I'm not saying I believe that uh, Denzel Mims is the end all, beat all savior. I just think that the guy has a particular skill set and it's something that we've been missing, right? 
So I mean, crucial holding call. If I remember correctly, it was kind of a questionable thing. I think it was it more was. about positioning than it was actually him just having a bonehead play. And then only that, but if you saw the block uh, on that Brees Hall touchdown, he tried to murderize that guy, and I was really kind of amped up by that. I'll just be honest. Hey. I thought that. You know, him standing on the sideline for as long as he had, he's just he's chomping at the bit right now. So I would expect maybe some some overzealous play from I'm him. I'm not gonna lie. I was hyped when I thought he dropped that pass and then once we watched the replay, I thought yeah, it was a not, horrible pass from yeah, Zach. So I was yeah. like, all right. <laughs> you know what? And that again, that just brings us right back to um, you know, the difficulty that Zach Wilson is having. And uh, if if this kid is actually gonna be capable of 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 maybe not elevating the entire team, but at least playing up to the level of of some of the pieces that we've put around him that have shown the ability, you know, going forward. 16 passes, what were they, 16 receptions, uh, 26 attempts, 121 yards, no touchdowns. Obviously, the, the I guess the, the one sticking point as of right now, no interceptions. Um, he is being a lot better with ball security, even though there's a couple of plays where um, I think he needs to do a little bit better job of protecting. I know he didn't give up any you know, turnovers in particular, but I do think he needs to be better with getting rid of the ball. I do think that he needs to do a little bit better with protecting the ball when he's running. Uh, Burke White Jr., good evening, brother. Thank you for What's joining us. Quick comment to make. A couple, a couple of scrambles, I felt like he should have kept going. He would he would have, it seemed like he had room, but I know it's all hearsay there. You know what I mean? But Look, you know, I, I agree, but I think, I, I think like they're too much. Well, I think they want him to protect himself, and I can hear, True. you know, I can see him kind of processing right in the back <laughs> yep. of his mind saying, you know, I need to, I need to, need to get down or get out. I think some of the problems that we're having is that he's not throwing the ball away timely. And I think that's because he doesn't want to hurt his stats. That is true. Yeah. Look, Scott, you're on point with that one. And uh, I mean, you could really, maybe, maybe not as much as what it is that I saw in that Miami game last night, but uh, right. most definitely there was some oh, drop. Yeah. Guy Fisher again, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson need to really get on the same page for real. I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, Zach not being able to process quickly and also, um, the offensive line woes where he's kind of running for his life almost immediately. You know, people yeah. know that he struggles under pressure, but I think the type of pressure it is that he's getting, it's not as if it's a three-second pressure. I think it's just he snaps the ball and there's a free runner coming at his ass, right? So um, it, it is difficult to overcome that. Um, I, I just want to say this. As someone that played football, you know, on a, on a level beyond peewee in high school football, I really do think that some of these takes are, you know, kind of dripping with inability to understand how difficult it really is. Now, I know these guys are pro players, right? These guys get paid millions of dollars to do it, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy for them just because they're on this level. Some of these things are extremely difficult to do, especially when you're kind of a, a not as uh, ready um, player as what it is that you'll get from a, a second-year quarterback that really doesn't even have an entire season of games under his belt until this last game. Now, let me not, again, just because I know Scott is rolling his eyes until his head, he's, I, I don't want him to go blind. Zach does have to be better, right? He does. There is no doubt about that. There is no question that he has to be better. But I just think that the timeline here is, uh, you know, I think it's it's – it needs it needs to be accelerated, and I think that what Mike Lafleur does to scheme this uh, these next couple of games are difficult. You know, I don't think he likes to throw that quick five yard line. I think he likes the out. I think he's much better, you know, much more comfortable doing that. I've seen him do that quite a bit. Um, I think Mike Lafleur has to do a better job of scheming those things into what it is that they're doing. Um, I think also part of why it is that he's having some of the problems that he's having 
is because they're asking him to do a little bit more than what I think he is prepared to do because they're asking him to have all these reads and maybe uh, process to receivers that are further down the field instead of just kind of quick hits and, and, you know, yards after the catch possibilities. And I think that is where Elijah Moore is going to gain his uh, stats over the course of the next couple of weeks if they do give him that opportunity, and I hope that they do. Right. That also kind of opens up maybe Garrett Wilson a little bit more to the 50-50 ball on the outside. You, you, you think that's you think that's uh, something that makes sense, though, JR? I mean, swapping these guys and, you know, kind of oh, giving yeah. them an opportunity to, to do things that are more suited to their skill set? I think everybody's been saying that, actually. I, I feel like I feel like everybody's been saying move Elijah to the slot, pop yeah. Garrett outside. Now nah, it makes yeah. total sense. We got to get the ball into the playmaker's hands and – they want the ball, give it to them, and they'll see make, make some plays. Yeah, I, I think I said last week that really what I, what I was kind of getting at was I think part of the reason why Elijah Moore did what it is that he did outside of him just being kind of a kid, and I think that's putting it nicely, right, um, is because he wouldn't have had a conversation with Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur was telling him that he was not going to get the opportunity to do that. And I think that in particular is a problem. Uh, Bergwijn, let's see. Well, honestly, Clamp blame sack. If he had a zombie, wanted to throw a bomb. Yeah, look. That that's how he that's how he made his bones though. That's I mean that's really what uh, you know kind of what wowed folks. But when you're dropping bombs, you gotta have that accuracy. You don't want to blow up the whole. You don't want to blow up another neighborhood across the street. You gotta hit yeah. a round point, and that's I, I, where it's a little shaky. I want to keep this real because Burke touches on something that I think is is a is a really important aspect of it. Um, you're throwing bombs to a guy five eight. You're throwing fifty fifty balls to a guy that really is uniquely unsuited. Um, to win yes. 50-50 balls on a regular, right? So you figure you're throwing a 50-50 ball to a guy that's, you know, like 30-70, right? Because he's not really going to be in position to win those against bigger and stronger cornerbacks. And that's even if he can get off the line. As a, as a smaller guy, it's not easy to get off the line. If you get bumped, your timing is off, which means that that play is, uh, you know, almost dead uh, before you even get a chance to to kind of get it started. So um, again, some questions about how it is that we're using this player personnel, but again, it still brings us back to the, I guess the main point in that Zach is going to have to be better if we're going to be able to maintain some continuity going forward. Right. And this um, is the game he's got to prove it. I feel like a big game right here, baby. Let's go division. This game. is a we huge need you. game. We need and you, I, Zach. I certainly would hate to go into that Buffalo game knowing we just got our, got, got our asses whooped by, uh. <laughs> Right. By New England, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it, it's a it's a psychology thing, right? Uh, you don't want to have that be the aura of of this team going into the bye week. Um, Scott, please, I couldn't care how far he can throw the ball. Yeah, well, look, I, I'm going to keep it real. I don't either. When your all is in shambles, you don't have time to throw deep. No. Uh, but you do have time to do what the O was supposed to work. It, look, I think this off. I think this offense is, is designed. Scott, now, I mean, tell me if you think I'm wrong. We, we're designed to run the rock, but we're also designed for quick hits. Right. It's not supposed to be deep balls all the time unless, you know, your running game is working well and the play action is is, is doing what it needs to do. But right. he's going to he's going to need to soften that up a little bit by kind of, you know, hitting hitting Conklin at, you know, at, at seven, eight yards uh, in the scene, hitting Elijah Moore on those outs and quick slants. And, and, and you know, maybe have, uh, you know, 10, 15 yards in from Garrett Wilson where he can be shifty enough to maybe just go up and catch a pass um, in front not, of a DB. And they're not tough throws. 15 yard slants. Just hit them. They're, they're quick. He can get the ball out of his hands quick and he can get into a rhythm, which is what it is that we have not seen over the course of these past couple of weeks. I think that's going to be difficult if he can't get that done. If Michael Floor doesn't scheme those things in, I don't think Zach is, uh, you know, sophisticated enough right now to start, you know, audibling at the line and, and calling those plays for himself. I don't believe that they're even giving him 
the opportunity to do that. So that's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? I hope, this, I hope this turns out to be like one of the Tennessee Titan games of last year, or the Bengals games. Man, we need one of those games. Bro, from, from, from from your lips to to God's ears, please, please, <laughs> right, you know right. please, please, please. We want them um, big games. Look, what 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 I think is is really kind of missing right now, um, and and part of why it is that I feel like I am as you know wanting to to kind of give Zach the benefit of the doubt is because I do believe a lot of it is. How the offensive is being how the offense is being called currently, right? Um, and this might you know this might be an unpopular take, but I think Matt Lafleur, who you know, I I feel may think he's the smartest guy in the room, isn't necessarily doing everything that he can to put Zach in positions to succeed. You know, yeah, deep balls are nice if you know that he's got the arm to do it, but if he's not going to do that in rhythm, and if he's not going to do that with the opportunity that you know maybe a different wide receiver would give to that, I think that you know it's kind of a bad you know, kind of set up for him. Um, what was that last comment by Scott? I, I think I saw uh, something. Let's see here. I'll bring it up. Here you go. Uh, let the wide receiver Wilson and more user ability to break plays. Hit them in stride. That's and the key he, word. You got to hit them in stride, though. That's, that's the key word there, Scott. That's, that's the point I've been trying to make. That's the point I've been trying to make. And, and Scott hits it on the head. Another, you know, really intelligent Jets fan. I know, you know, Scott uh, is, is kind of tired of listening to us make excuses. But at five and two, well, I mean, look, at five and two. Hey, we're um, five and two, though. Yeah, we're I'm back. saying we're winning, and, and you know, the, the flow of the game dictates how it is, you know, or at least these past couple of games dictates what it is that we do. But I think it is a little nerve-wracking. I think it's a little, you know, kind of upsetting that um, Matt LaFleur is taking the ball out of Zach's hands in the end of the game when uh, I think those are the times when, you know, he's really kind of needing – to, to have it there, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, without him, you know, having the opportunity to do that consistently, we're going to have games like what it is that we had against. That might have uh, been a, right, that might have been a smart play, though, against that Denver defense. They take yeah. the ball out of his hands because he looked horrible. I'm not going to well, lie, so we yeah. had to leave, just run the rock, he, eat the clock, and looked, hey, live for another week. <laughs> he looked really bad. He did, right? he, really Guys, bad. Look, yeah, you're not going to hear me say that, that that the kid looked Jeez. like he was doing what he was supposed to do. He looked really bad. But but I will say this. You know, it's not like we haven't seen him play well. It's not like we haven't seen him take over a game and, and drive and score. And on that drive in particular, I know there was a you know a penalty here, here and there, but um, he was still hitting strikes, man. He was still hitting folks. Um, and he was hitting them, like Scott says, in stride and giving them opportunities to, to catch and run. Guy Fisher, Jeff Albrecht, keep lining Mike Clemens up at the left side edge. That's not his strength. I'm hard-pressed to really question what Ulbrich is doing right now. I'm just going to see what is his strength. What is Mike Clemens' strength? You know what? I don't know. I think he's slow, though. I don't. I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he's a speed rusher. I think if you nah. put him on that side, I think you're you're putting him on that side to set the edge, and keep everything inside so that the run game uh, is bolstered. And I think that's probably going to be what it is that he contributes so he's a more seasoned player to earn the opportunity to rush with the other guys now is um, jermaine johnson coming back this week Has you know what update on that or? I, I don't recall seeing an update i know that okay. uh, you know him still being in the boot and him uh, being out for you know two consecutive weeks without practice i think we need to look and see how that progresses over the course of this week realistically i don't expect him to be back this week i'm just going to say that i don't i don't i don't think they want to rush him back um, but i also don't think uh you know maybe they're in a position where they need him currently Quinnen Williams right. is Quinnen Williams is playing at an all pro level right and I mean I know that it may have been a little bit more quiet uh, game he said Jermaine Johnson's back this week is he coming back this week look you guys uh you guys are seeing stuff that I'm not seeing I haven't seen that <laughs> I, I hope no look I hope that he is you know right. I, I think, I think yeah, we talked about the, this Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson is that guy I, I, yeah. I really 
I was really excited by that pick. So I'm hoping that he comes in and he does reps. He needs to do. It's been amazing watching how well our D has played when they aren't on the field all day. Facts, facts. Uh, the running game has helped us more than anyone can imagine. If we can finally stop 586 penalties, we'd be unbelievable. Multiple uh, assorted facts um, in that comment. Ah, my man, Thomas Gutman. Welcome back, my guy. I appreciate you coming joining us. Who are offensive linemen against the Pats? A great question. That's a good question. Hopefully a more uh, in-tune Dwayne Brown. Maybe we get the... Uh, you know, the corpse of, of Lake and Tomlinson right now, who really hasn't been playing well, um, at, you know, much at all this season. Um, Connor McGovern has been a little steady. I'm going to be honest, he's not he's not bad, but he's, he's been steady. Um, I think that right side of that line is, uh, you know, maybe bolstered by Herbig, but uh, who's going to be the tackle? You know, that's the Abbott and Costello routine. We have no clue at this point, right? It's going to be difficult to say. But uh, obviously, Joe Douglas was busy, right? We had uh, two free agent uh, signings uh, with Abwehi. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm not sure if I am. Um, but I know we brought in another guy that uh, whose name is escaping me right now. But um, we do have depth. Is it quality depth? I'm not sure. Um, does he feel like these guys are going to be, you know, good enough going into the tread day line, which I think is eight days away? Um, that's also going to be something else. We have speed and strength. Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson also. We can trust our secondary. That's what's good. Um, CJJR, Kevin Guy, and I are going to start. <laughs> Look, as long as I can play center, right? Uh, so yeah, me... I ain't a center. I don't want nobody fingers yeah. up in my booty hole. I don't have as much movement uh, to do. I got bad knees. Uh, uh, all, I got all right them... guard. I got right yeah. guard. All of them years of playing, I think I would be in bad shape out there if I had to pull somewhere and hit somebody. I'd probably light them up. I'm, I am like 250, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You never know. We have some questions, guys. And I mean, yes, I'm excited that we're five and two. I'm excited that this team has shown some resiliency when we really, you know, kind of don't have the, the, you know, don't have the right to have it. These guys have been gritty. They've been toughing it out. Our defense, again, our defense is, you know, look, if I'm being realistic, maybe top five. I don't know. It's going to be hard to say that you're going to find a defense that actually is playing tougher than we are right now. And as I think, you know, it, it does remain to be seen what, what we look like against, you know, teams that are intact all the way around. Um, but we're going to see right. against New England. And, uh, you know, the truest test is uh, going to most definitely be what it is that we do uh, versus Buffalo in two weeks. And then coming right back to go back to New England uh, after the bye week is going to be tough. It really is. You, would, be you would think, like, worst case scenario for the season to end, worst case, we're going to probably three wins. This that depends on eight and nine. You know Ooh. what I mean? Yeah, you know That's what? That's worst case, I would think, and worst case scenario. I'm going to keep it real. When, when we get and to nobody, had, nobody had that at the beginning of the season. That's even oh. eight most people. <laughs> so, well, you know what? Look, I, I am one of the people. Did, but... I'm I'm going I'm to keep it real. I was one of the people that said nine or ten wins. I okay. said that. And, and, and you know, I said that in public, which. Uh, I went seven. Yeah, either makes me crazy or it, it, it makes me a little prescient because we are playing in a, in a fashion that might actually get us there if this Robinson uh, pick uh, passes uh, uh, pans out, keep the remainder of the team intact uh, without killing everybody before the rest of the season. Are we going to face 10 in the box all game or until Zach can force him out of it? I don't have any doubt about that. Mike LaFleur, again, Mike LaFleur is going to earn his his check this week also by um, giving Zach more opportunities to kind of let us let it fly a little bit. And Thoughts on uh, Sauce right now? Top five cornerback in the league? A lot of Hall of Famers are saying he's a top five already in the league. Sauce is top three, and he's not three. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. Um, look, when you have a guy as a rookie – thank you, Thomas. I appreciate the dough, um, <laughs> most definitely. When you have a guy like Sauce, man, realistically, 
and you're you're giving him opportunities against the best wide receivers on the other team. Right. I mean, and, and look, I can't even I can't even say it's been all him, right? Because DJ Reed is also playing out of his mind. Best tandem in the NFL, without a doubt. And then if if I want to just put the whole core in, because Michael Carter Michael Carter uh, the second is also a beast. I do believe we have the best cornerback room in the league as of right now. Echols, you know, kind of has a few hiccups, but he doesn't play uh, consistently enough to say he's always in rhythm when he comes in. And he's a young guy still, uh, maybe not not as much of an excuse because Salsa is also a young guy. I think we're in good shape uh, in in that regard. And last season, we kind of went out of the out of the season really with a whole bunch of question marks about um, are these guys going to be good enough to to handle it. I think they've been more than up to the task at this point. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm telling you right. If Marcus Jordan gets one more pick, I'm getting his jersey just to get it because nobody has it i gotta rep him because he's out there he's making i was i was slaughtering that cat the first couple of weeks that we was we were in here talking about how slaughtering that cat and look he's balling i'm not mad i'm i'm thankful yeah you know we we got me too we needed to have that happen i'm jordan whitehead who's uh you know obviously box safety um but he's you know he's, he's making plays too look at every level of our defense We've got guys right now, right? Offense, uh, defensive line, excuse me, Sheldon, JFM, who, who still consistently is making plays and is being disruptive rankings. I got to say this, Carl Lawson, who I think is still not necessarily 100%, looks like he wasn't as effective this past weekend. Um, but Bryce Huff, when he comes in, that guy is a Tasmanian devil on the outside. Really excited to see about that. Our linebackers, man. I said coming into the season, our linebackers were going to be a problem. But they were, they were going to really be you know, maybe one of the shortest positions um, on our team. And I thought that they were a real question mark. Um, but with the, with the you know, the induction of talent and energy that we get from Quan and, uh, you know, Quincy, Quincy, who came back from the injury with his hair on fire, looking to be much better in coverage also, which I think is a, is, is a huge testament to his growth. And then CJ Mosley just being a steady and, and, and constant presence, making tackles out the wazoo still like like what a veteran leader should. To go back to that to that defensive backfield, the air traffic control, which is what I scream every weekend. Our air tra- our air traffic control is killing the game right now. Sauce, uh, DJ, Michael Carter, um, Whitehead, and uh, to your point, Jr. Uh, Marcus Joyner is actually doing his thing right now. I'm really excited about what this defense can do, and we are going to need them. Uh, to play this level of ball throughout the rest of the season if we're going to you know, think like we're going to be able to compete uh, continuously going forward. I want to give a shout out to Joseph DeFilippo. Thank you very much, my man, for being here. Yeah, he made a comment a little while ago. They need to get Zach some quick throws and build confidence in tempo. Three-step drop will help. I agree with that. No question. Yeah, traded. Simon in here kind of making some points also. Guys, look, I'm really excited. I'm thankful that you guys are in the chat. I hope I'm not missing too many of your comments here. Um, I really do appreciate uh, you guys being a part of it. Again, just so you guys will know, man, and I don't have to sit up here and talk the whole night. This is a live call-in show. You have access. If you want in, if you want to call in and, you know, uh, cuss me out because I, I have a bad take, 201-256-1799. If you want to call in and vent frustrations, 201-256-1799. <laughs> if you want to call in and give some insight that maybe uh, J.I. And, uh, J.R. and I are, are missing here, again, 201-256-1799. And if you're really feeling froggy and you want to come on live camera. Oh, we can do that also. Hit us message up. Message me. Yeah, hit us up yeah. in the chat and, and we'll make it pop. Because, uh, you know, I know you, I don't know if you feel intimidated by being up against this wall, <laughs> you know, in the next box. But look, I don't care. Come on through. It'll, 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 it'll be fun. I'm sure we'll, we'll have a great time. Yes, um, sir. First and foremost. 
we're coming up against it here. I just want to kind of give a, a couple of quick shouts. Based on the last game, our defense is going to be a problem. And I'm just going to be honest. I think next week, whoever it is, whether it be Matt Jones or Zappi, um, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Um, the run game, you know, we don't allow uh, too much in the run game. So Ramondre, if that's his name or whatever, Deanna, whoever these guys are, they're going to struggle, which means that, uh, you know, these guys are going to have to try to throw. And if you want to try to have Matt Jones throw against this defense, um, if you don't have the Jets defense in your fantasy, you might want to try to see who has them. I'm going to tell you right now because I believe we're going to eat next week. The offense is yeah. what scares me. Bill Belichick is a defensive mastermind. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that we saw from last season what it is that he did to Zach and even the season before that uh, with the ghost game from Zach, uh, excuse me, from Sam, excuse me. Please don't let that be, uh, you know, a, a Freudian slip that comes to pass. I don't want Zach seeing ghosts. He's, a, he's already, he's already uh, struggling enough. Seeing ghosts would, would, would make it that much worse, and that would compound the turnover problem. Anyway, I think it's going to be a close game um, because I think that, uh, you know, unless my, unless uh, uh, Mike LaFleur does something uh, spectacular, I think our offense is made not going to necessarily struggle uh, or they're not going to be strong. I think they may struggle. Scott, you've got a great point, man. We're going to see how it shakes out again. I believe that we can win this game. I came into the season saying that we were going to squeak New England. And that was as much uh, as much a bravado as it was uh, me just not liking New England, right? right. Um, but but I'll be honest, I had an expectation that this team was going to be good. Did I expect us to be five and two? No, I think I had us at five and four going into the bye. Also, we could be I, there. Yeah, that that's possible. I actually expected that we were going to beat. I thought we were going to beat Baltimore and lose to Cleveland, and we had what I guess what amounts to be the the most opposite outcome to those games because we kind of lost a, a winnable game, I think, to Baltimore. And then uh, we pulled out an improbable victory against Cleveland. So excited about how that shakes out. But um, JR, give me your thoughts, man. What do you think uh, what, do, what do you think we look like going into New England? So so my prediction going into New England, I'm actually making my second game up there this uh, week. It is what it is because we're going to represent. I feel like it's going to be like week one. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a grimy game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel something special this year. Not too special, but something's in the air. I feel like we're going to win this game, a close one. And Max will go 17 14. It's going to come down to Greg the leg. He won't kick like a 40 yarder, yeah. you know, with a minute left, and the D's going to hold up. I am not mad at that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little, I'm kind of close in that. I was thinking more like uh, maybe 15 12. I think it's probably going to end up being a right. field goal battle because I don't necessarily believe that our defense is going to give up a lot to New England's offense. I think they are going to struggle against uh, our defense. Um, but I think actually any. Bill Belichick coach defense is going to be tough for us. Also, depending upon how it is that uh, we comport ourselves in the run game is going to be extremely important. Um, if we can't run, that's going to be very difficult for Zach. Um, I do hope that Zach actually can acquit himself at least a little better this game and maybe make, rack up some chunk plays. I still don't think we're going to be running up, uh, you know, anything on us. Uh, what is this, Scott? The, the Pats are two and a half point favorite. Um, I, like it. I like it when teams are favored, though. Yeah, especially in our house, right? I think I would take the Jets and uh, the money line in this one because I think it's going to be a close game. I think we pull it out, though. Um, the one thing that I cannot impress upon anyone more than uh, than this point in particular is that we believe. This locker room believes, man. And I don't think uh, you know anyone going down or anyone not being part of the game is going to change that belief in themselves. Um, we've been finding ways to win. And y'all already know, over the course of these past few seasons, um, we've had quite a few opportunities to give away games, and we have. 
And uh, we've had opportunities to give away games this season, and we have found ways to win. And I am so ridiculously, ridiculously excited about how that's going to shake out. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to deviate from my call that we're going to sweep New England this season. But I think this game in particular is going to be a little ugly, at least until we figure out what Robinson is going to be able to contribute in the backfield. Scott, you made money, yeah? You're going to make money betting on the Jets this year instead of betting against them? Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Get my yo. Let me hold five. So either me way, he went money off the Jets. Either I'm way. Scott, Scott, hit me up in the messenger. I got a, I got a, you know, I got a couple of past due bills. It won't be specific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost uh, gave a shout to Kanye, but I'm not doing that. That guy's been wilding out lately. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, look, you know, I, I was always, uh, you know, kind of hoping that you'd make the money. I'm just thankful that it now is betting on the Jets to win. Let's continue to do that. I feel like uh, you, so, you being on that streak is important. I, I don't want to be the jinx, right? So in the spirits of Halloween, we're six weeks in. Now, are the Jets a treat to watch or are they a trick? Are we getting fooled right now with lucky, you know, just quarterbacks, everything? You know what? I'm going to say this. It, it's a little bit of both, right? You're going to get... You're gonna get that pack of Twix, but it's only gonna have one bar in it, right? Like, like, <laughs> like damn. you feel me? Like, like this, like you, it's a kind of a trick and a little bit of treat in the same. You're gonna get some of that candy, but it's right. not gonna be. It, you're not gonna be able to break it off like uh, like you're supposed to. No excuses because when when teams were beating us, when we had backups, they were you know they were still right. chiming in, talking junk uh, against us. And I think this is a you know kind of an overwhelming sentiment. We we play who it is that we play. There's no way for us to play anybody else. So if we come in and, and your backup quarterback is in and we beat you, we, your team lost the game. Point blank, period. These guys get paid just like we do. And nobody was nobody was saying any of that um, when Joe Flacco was throwing 700 times a game and we were losing. Um, they were still talking about, you know, the Jets loss. So I believe we're going to continue to win. And I believe that, uh, yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have a few more losses before the season's over. But it's part of the reason why I stay off Twitter during the games because I don't want to have these – you know, knee-jerk reactions and meltdowns every time a play doesn't go our way. So the Jets have been a treat to you, so I enjoy it and uh, keep watching it. Absolutely. Uh, Belichick is going to try to force Zach to win, no doubt. Um, and realistically, yeah. Zach, is, Zach, Zach, Zach is going to have to step up. Um, I think that if, you know what, and that's not even an if, um, Zach is going to be the X factor going into New England. And if this guy can't get it together and actually start showing that he's capable of doing what it is that we need for him to do within this offense, it's going to be a long day. I mean, it may actually be a game that we end up, you know, really struggling in at a time when the attitude is changing and we're expecting um, to maybe have a little bit of a flip and a change in in, in um, just the overall sentiment and narrative around this team going forward. So I like it. Um, I'm gonna, Like I said, I'm going to say 15-12. I think we pull it out, um, but it's going to be an ugly game. Been another episode of the Jets Launchpad Pod. You can find us. Um, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. If you haven't already, download the app. You can find that in the Androids and the Google Play Store. You can also find it in the uh, the Apple Store if you have an iPhone. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can find us uh, on the Worldwide Sports Radio page. Uh, you can find us in... We at Jets World, baby. Jets Let's World. That's get what I'm it. About. That's what I'm talking about. And y'all already know a lot, of, a lot of phenomenal content on Jets World, yes. as well as Worldwide Sports Radio. Um, JR, super producer, getting it in with the, with the guys at uh, Jets Guru over there. I appreciate them, guys. Um, for their support, and I will continue to support them as well. Um, again, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I want to give a shout-out to Errol and Speedy. Thank you guys for giving me the platform. JR, thank you for being the beast mode guy that you are and making this show pop the way that it does. 
my man hats off to you please follow us again next monday we'll be here at 7 30 right before monday night football give us a shout hopefully we'll be discussing another victory another victory monday back to back ladies and gentlemen thanks again for shouting us out i am your host kevin jackson aka spotty blackman we'll see you next week when you come back to the pad y'all have a great weekend happy holiday. hey everybody it's your boy kevin jackson host of the launch pad podcast here on the worldwide sports radio network Can't wait. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Sports Radio Network.